0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I am from the um, Boston area, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, August 28, 2020, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in Bill's story on page 1, and we are reading... The last paragraph, which starts with 22 and a veteran, and just that one paragraph we're going to read and share on. Today's readers are the 12 steps are going to be um, recited by Diana H., the 12 traditions, Joanne L., and the readers of the text are Barbara P., Irene B., and Susan H., the newcomer greeter, will be Jason K and the host for the second hour will be Russ M the reference numbers for yesterday which was thursday august twenty seventh for the seven a.m meeting fifteen thousand two hundred and thirty one that's one five two three one for the 10 a.m meeting fifteen thousand two hundred and thirty two that's one five of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I'm going to ask Diane H. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Diana.
1: Thank you, Penny. Good morning, everyone. This is Diana H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Round Rock, Texas. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to serve.
0: Thank you, Diana H. And Joanne L., would you now read the 12 traditions?
2: Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, compulsive Overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, a common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service this month. I pass Penny. Thank you so much, Joanne L. And now
0: here's how me- how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, and I will be timing everyone. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you would press star 1, which will unmute you. Then once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book. We are on Bill's story on page one, and we are reading just and sharing on one paragraph. That's the last paragraph on that page one, which begins with 22 in a veteran. And I'm going to ask Barbara P. to begin with for us. Go ahead, Barbara P.
3: Good morning. This is Barbara P., recovered compulsive overeater in the Atlanta area. 22, and a veteran of foreign wars, I went home at last. I fancied myself a leader, for had not the men of my battery given me a special token of appreciation, my talent for leadership, I imagined, would place me at the head of vast enterprises, which I would manage with the the utmost assurance. So good morning, friends. Um, you know, Bill's story always resonates with me. It didn't at first. I, You know, I thought I couldn't be more different than this man. But, you know, from the first paragraph, he starts talking about applause. Here was love, applause. And, you know, so as I cut down to this paragraph, I realized Bill was just always looking to fit in. And I feel like I relate to that so well. And here's Bill again, full of ego 22, you know, young, coming out, and I just, I remember being this age, and he says, I fancied myself a leader, you know, because the men of his battery gave him a little appreciation, so all of a sudden, his ego grabbed that and ran with it. Um, His, you know, my talent for leadership, I imagined, maybe nobody else did, but he imagined, would place him at the the head of vast enterprises, you know, and he's just, he's like that little kid whistling in the dark. I think um, when I heard that his parents left him very, very young, I don't know exactly the ages nine, 10, you know, some of the historians can tell us, but it is, he got left by both parents and left to live with his grandfather. I just can imagine that left him really, you know, wondering where he belonged. And again, it's so, um, that's just so my experience. I remember not fitting in as a kid, and I had no reason not to. It was just a feeling, and I, and you know, I I became very lonely very early, and I wouldn't have named it that because kind of like Bill, well, I just put on this this false front. I I just tried to get more and more successful in my life, and I did. I you know, I went into business, and I, I did. I became pretty successful, but always with that that um sort of imposter syndrome, just waiting to be found out that I really wasn't good enough. So I really I do I feel like this paragraph just speaks to me in that I think he's whistling in the dark. I think I whistled in the dark for a long, long time trying to pretend I wasn't afraid, that I was better than I really believed I was. And thank God this this steps that he's going to to find Kind of can lead him out of that. I mean, I began to eat because really I was just trying to feel better. I was trying to build myself up, and in some ways, the weight did that for me too. So, anyway, I, um, I Bill and I might be very different. I never served in the war. I'm not a man. I'm not this. I'm not that. But if I lean in, I can really see where where I I am um, exactly like Bill. And exactly like you all, I think we're all just trying to trying to find our place in the world and trying to connect. Uh, anyway, with that, I pass. Thanks and have a great day, everybody. Thanks for letting me serve in August.
0: Thank you, Barbara P. And now before I take some names for people who would like to share.
4: Penny, we lost you. Press star one
2: to unmute your phone, please.
0: Thank you. All right, before I take more names of people who would like to share, I need to remind you that we're asking that you limit the frequency of your sharing to every third day, which would mean that if, if you shared on any of our meetings in the past two days, that would be Wednesday or Thursday, please just uh, allow other people to share their experience also. And so who would like to share on this paragraph?
5: Nicole P.
0: Nicole Irene B. Philomena Irene Irene who was after Irene B. Philomena M. Philomena M. Anyone else?
6: Ramona A.
0: Ramona A.
7: Nancy L.
0: Nancy L. And one more. All right, let's go with that list then. That's good. Nicole P., Irene B., Philomena M., Ramona A., and Nancy L. Good morning, Nicole. Good
5: morning. Um, I want to first say good morning to everyone on the meeting um Wow, this reading, in particular, when it says I fancied myself a leader um for me, when I came into the rooms at twenty four i I remember that now i'm twenty eight and I remember coming in with this this cockiness. First of all, I'm I'm binging my brains out, but I, in my ego, actually sat there and thought, well, if I come in here and I lose weight, I can teach these fatties how to really work this program because I was working it like a diet. So I thought I can teach other people how to work it like a diet, and um, like that saying goes, "How did that work for you?" It didn't work so well. Um, for me, I. I realize now, this is the first time for me since I've been in an algorithm that I've had complete abstinence. Um, I always, I would follow certain silly rules like, oh, if your binge ingredient was the fifth ingredient, it's okay. I don't care if it's the fifth ingredient. I don't care if it's the 15th, 25th ingredient. As long as it enters my bloodstream, it will trigger my allergy and it's over. And so for me, complete abstinence has worked for me. I'm still fresh. This is my fourth day. But what I love is that I'm not white knuckling it. And <laughs> I just I just remember that cockiness I had coming in before and I don't have that ego now. And I think that's the biggest change in me that I've seen. Um for me I definitely like Bill I need validation from people. Um because at the root of my view I'm also a people pleaser. So It's like when I received that praise, oh, you're you're gassing my ego up. And now it's like, you know, I no longer share to sound eloquent or to find beautiful poetic words. I share because I know like me, there's somebody in this line that's desperate, that's probably thinking, let me work this program like a diet. And I'm here to share my experience and hope and say it didn't work for me. And I hope that, that person like me sticks around to find the blessing and not blame themselves because they didn't do it quote, unquote" right the first time. Cause you know, we're not good people trying to, we're not bad people trying to be good. We're sick people trying to get well. And so with that, I will pass.
0: Thank you, Nicole P. And Nicole, if you're still there, where are you, what state are you from?
5: Um I am from
0: good old Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Okay, because um it is a it is a really good suggestion that when you share uh tell us what state you're from or country so that if someone wants to if someone wants to find you in the um, member list that would make it that much easier for them. Okay, the next person to share uh Irene B and she'll be followed by Cullamina Go ahead, Irene. Thank you so much for your service,
4: Penny. I'm Irene B. I recovered bulimic and former compulsive overeater. Um, I'm starting my timer. I, okay. Um, I love this paragraph because I related. This is one of the paragraphs of the big book that I could relate to from the very beginning. All that cockiness, being on top of the world, thinking you have everything under control. I mean, the drive for success was on. And I specifically remember graduating from college and you know, all my professors being behind me, getting all the interviews for the jobs, being flown to different places for job interviews, and it was pretty amazing, and, um, yeah, I thought I had it all together, and that thought that I had it all together, paradoxically, is what kept me sick in bulimia for 40 years, and then in treatment centers, you know, that didn't help, but, um I remember in my first job, I was going to go there and I was going to show these people, I was going to teach them how to do financial analysis, okay? Straight out of college, I was going to tell them how this needed to be done. Well, y'all can imagine how that worked out for me. That was, I guess, the beginning of a rude awakening that I didn't get to run the show and that I didn't have all the answers. And then I come to OA, and I decide that this big book is stupidity. I don't get it, but I knew that it helped alcoholics, so let's give it a try. Out of options. Let's give it a try. But then in my face-to-face meetings, we didn't study the big book much, or if we did, it didn't seem like we did, not like we do here in vision for you and by the grace of God somebody directed me here and this meeting is my lifeline because you guys tell me where I've been and where I want to be and I forget I I am the chronic forgetter why because I'm in denial that's my tendency denial 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 and I just forget I forget everything And when I hear your shares and when I read this book, it reminds me of how this thing developed. So it tells me what not to do so I can get better, so that I can stay better, so that I can progress in recovery. And that is a gift. And I thank each and everyone for your beautiful, beautiful shares that make me feel like I belong, like I'm not alone and I'm not so unique. There is help for everyone. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Irene B. Philomena M, you're next, and then Ramona A. Good morning, Philomena.
8: Hello, thank you so much for your service. I'm uh, Philomena, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Carrickfergus Fergus in Northern Ireland and um, it, it, it's great to be able to share i think it's ironic that uh, bill had this ambition for himself that he would be at the head of fast enterprises which he would manage with the utmost insurance assurance and in actual fact it was his weakness that made him start off one of the most incredible and influencing organizations that spread around the world today um, so he was right in a way uh, the next paragraph he says I would prove I was important. Well, in our my house of origin, um, intelligence was valued by my father and I really wanted to prove that I was intelligent. Like on page seventy three, like the others, I was wanting to enjoy a certain reputation, but I knew in my heart that I didn't deserve it. I came out of school at the age of eighteen and out of three exams I did German, English and Irish, I got a poor pass in Irish. So it was confirmed to me at that age that I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. But however, the other day um, I had a, I had a wee understanding came to me, uh, which I'm very grateful for. In all of the world, there's only one person who's the sharpest tool in the box. The rest of us have to accept not being that sharpest tool in the box. And what a burden that would be to carry, wouldn't it? (laughs) You're the sharpest tool in the box in the world. So anyway, it is nice to be of one of 7 billion other people. It's great to be on this journey with you all together, Um, this journey with my higher power. More is being revealed as I and we trudge this road of happy destiny. Thank you so much for being part of my journey. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Philomena
0: M. And now, Ramona A., and after Ramona will be Nancy L. Good morning, Ramona.
9: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, This is Ramona A., a recovered compulsive eater in Vermont. And uh, I I have to laugh every time I read that paragraph because that's so me. You know, that's when I was young growing up, you know, I was. Oh, I dreamed of what I was going to do and it wasn't business. It was always I was going to do something great, you know, for the world, build some big uh, NGO or or I didn't know what, but something anyway. And that didn't that didn't leave me as I grew up and went to college and beyond and it was somewhat reinforced that that I did have you know, the gift of, of of intelligence to do well in school and to do well at my work and whatever, but I do remember too as I took different jobs that I embarrassed myself so many times that by saying that I knew something, thinking I knew something, thinking I had to know something, you know, I had to, to uh, do this or that and And of course it wasn't right, and the people around me who really knew, you know, gave me some odd looks, but uh, anyway, somehow I just didn't learn from all that. um, I remember thinking sometimes, oh, if I just had been, you know, could have helped you if I'd known then what I know now, you know, somebody who was having a problem. And there was just so much pride in that, but really it was so much protection, self-protection, because, um, you know, I didn't get into this program until I was in my early 40s, and so there was a lot of time there that I was fighting, really fighting this disease and really fighting for my self-esteem, and it just, um, the only thing that, that I could give that to me was if I if I was just perfect, if I knew it all, if I succeeded in everything. So I, I didn't, of course, and then when I came into program, it took me a long time, and it's taken me a long time, to learn, to even desire humility. And now though, that is, that is something that is so precious to me, the idea of having humility and And listening to people. And I don't do it perfectly yet. And still I have sometimes these great ideas. But I'm trying more and more. Trying to let go and let God. Let God tell me where he wants me to serve. And and I know a person who passed away recently. Who lived in just three different towns in her life. And just was a mother and a homemaker. And yet. She touched more people's lives than, you know, the heads of some corporations. You know, she just was really, really loved, and for good reason. And I guess that was a lesson for me, that humility. That's time, Ramona. So thank you, and I'll pass with that. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you very much, Ramona A., Nancy L. Before though, I you, I take you, Nancy. Let me just remind everybody that we are reading in Bill's story the last paragraph on page one, that begins with um, "22 and a veteran." Okay, Nancy L. Good morning,
7: Nancy good morning can I be heard now yes okay I'm just sitting here talking to myself um, I am Nancy L from Georgia and I am uh, very grateful today there's eight months that I have not been involved in my compulsive binge eating um, but I've been in this program for six years Uh I so much identify with what so many people have already said and what the paragraph says because I have been in leadership positions for 40, 50 years, (laughs) Uh, it just seemed that leadership, I fell into leadership positions maybe because nobody else would take the helm and I would take the helm, and knowing in my heart that I was not good enough to be trying to do what I was doing, and I felt that so many times in my career um, that I'm doing something, but I'm. if anybody knew I'm not really smart enough to do this, uh, I always felt like a phony, uh, but I had great self discipline and I worked hard and I I was I was successful in everything I did except one thing. I could not stop my binge eating. My disease was out of my control and I have binge been a binge eater for forty years of, of my life and I have been up and down in weight, uh, like a roller coaster. Uh, And I am so happy to hear that I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind, that I know that's out of my control. And regardless of how self-disciplined I am, regardless of the roads I've taken and where I have been in leadership roles, where I felt like I'm, I'm really not good enough to be here. But perhaps I have enough self-discipline to do it, even in spite of that feeling. Um, but my self-discipline did not work with this compulsive eating. And now that I know it's a disease, that it's an allergy in my body, I don't have to. I truly have turned it over to God. I turn it over to God and then I get cocky and think, I've got this made instead of God's got this made. Every time I get cocky, I relapse. But I've come to realize I don't regret my relapse because every one of them I've learned something. I've learned something that makes me a little bit stronger in my health in my spiritual life, and my emotional life. And for that, I'm grateful. I just want to say how grateful I am that each person is here this morning. Thank you for serving and having this online. Thank you for every share that I've heard. Each one of them have made me a little bit stronger in my program. And I thank you for that. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share this morning.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy L. And now I'm ready to take a second group who would like to share. And just a reminder again that if you've shared on Wednesday or Thursday on any of our meetings, that you just step back and allow other people to have their voice. Who would like to share now? Yeah.
10: Hold
0: hold on, on, please. static on someone's phone, so I missed I missed everybody. Could we try one more time? Lisa B. E. Lisa B. Who was after
11: Lisa? Greg F. Nadia E.
0: Someone Nadia was... H. Okay. All right. Someone was between Lisa and Greg.
11: Who was that, please? It was Nadia E.
0: Nadia E. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay. Loretta H.
6: I've
0: got Loretta H. And I've got Craig. Rocky E. Rocky E. Okay, let me just say who I have now, please. Um, I have Lisa, Nadia, Craig, Loretta, and Rocky. Let's go with those folks, okay? Lisa, go ahead. Lisa B.
12: Oh, good morning, Penny. This is Lisa. I was just unmuting. I assume you called me. Yes. Okay. Thank you for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I love this reading. The words that jump out for me, um, uh, imagined and place me at the head Uh, I would manage with the utmost of assurance. And, you know, I heard the saying, I'm a legend in my own mind. And that is my ego. You know, that's me. And I can be truly a legend in my own mind. And when I live in my mind and my perceptions of me and the world around me and everything about me, that's that's my illness, that ism, that I, self, and me. You know, and I heard it said um in an AA meeting that an alcoholic, you remove the alcohol, what's left? The ick, you know, and that's what's left with me when I'm in abstinence only and certainly when I'm in the food and I don't have the treatment of the steps. And it can be me even today as a recovered person. For sure, my ego can attach itself to anything. Get all about me. I become, I'm special. I'm different. You know, I have something I, 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 and I can do that so, so easily. Um, I like where he says, I fancied myself a leader. And I was thinking about in the AA 12 and 12, where it talks about how we tried to play God and dominate those around us. And I can do that. Or um, I want to be overly dependent on let others, like let them be the leaders, like you be the leader and I'll just follow you. I don't want to have to think, I don't want to have to, figure this out on my own. I don't want to have to take responsibility. Like you do it. It's your, it's your, it's all about you. And that's also my disease, you know? So I just can really relate to this and trying to fill that hole up inside of me. Because if you see who and what I really am, you won't like me. So I need to be puffed up. It's all based on like smoke, and, and not reality and not truth. And that's why I love being grounded in the steps and working with sponsors and recovered fellows and uh, living in, you know, inventories and prayer and meditation and being a part of and not being a part of my, not being in myself. Like that's a yucky place to be. I, I hear someone say my head is a dangerous place to go. But the nice thing is today as a recovered person, my head is not a dangerous place to go as long as I'm recovered and spiritually fit and dependent on God. But if I'm living in these private imaginings and my perceptions and not sharing them with others, inventories today, the damage really is in my thoughts today. I don't do as many outward harms. I do still do outward harms, but they're not as many. It's really in my thinking and my perceptions and that ego and inferiorities and all that stuff and my illusions. And if it's all about me, I'm not connected like to being of service, you know. So with that, I pass.
6: Thank you, Lisa B.
0: Nadia E., and then you'll be followed by Craig. Good morning, Nadia.
11: Good morning, family. Thank you so much for being there every day. Um, It just really makes a difference in my perspective. Um, You know, yesterday was not a good day. Well, half of it was not good. Um, I was just so into ego. And the reminder this morning is that, um, you know, when I was young, when I was in my 20s or even younger, and my father would tell me stuff and be um, explaining whatever, like on my homework. And I would say to him, I know, I know. And as I grew older, that attitude was, you know, like, I know better. And I don't, um, even though I didn't know the answers. <laughs> I would just pretend and, um, you know, pretending is not recovery. Being honest with myself, with my higher power, with another human being, that's what I need to do daily. And, um, thank you, God. I'm just so grateful for the steps, you know, doing my nightly review Uh, last night I just, you know, I just surrendered. I just, well, I I wrote out all my feelings, um, and realized how
2: angry I was.
11: Where is that anger coming from? It's fear, basically. It boils right down to fear: fear of not being good enough, fear of not fitting in. And I'm like, it just—it's sick, and I'm just sick and tired of that. And um, that's when you know when I hit my bottom. And thank you. Like it's been over 25 years that I have not um, been into the food, my alcoholic food. And I have not relapsed into the food. however, I do relapse in, um, in my you know my, my attitude and um, my relationships. So um,
6: I'm humble today. I'm grateful today. Today is a new day, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Nadia E. And now Craig. Craig F.
10: Hi, good morning. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Bill's story. We uh, uh, usually talk about Bill's story in terms of uh, identity, you know, that we learn, we identify with Bill. Uh, how did, you know, how do I think like Bill thought? How do I feel like Bill felt? How do I act like bill acted and how do i eat like bill drank and uh um you know that this that's what i'm what i need to do is identify here and and look for the similarities and and with Bill, he had this he had this ego this uh um uh projection of himself of what what he not what he was but what he wanted to be and uh um you know he, he wanted to be in in charge he wanted to be this uh um uh, uh leader of industry captain of industry and and uh, he hadn't earned it he hadn't uh he hadn't uh, grown into that position and he uh, uh didn't know for sure whether he whether he was going to be able to handle it but he imagined himself into it and uh um uh, you know one of the hard parts of, of that is that that feeling of, I'm not going to live up, that feeling of, of it being hollow, um, my my projection of myself, it was, was hollow, and so I had to fill that with something, I had to fill that void uh, with something because of the feelings, it gener- the feelings of failure, the feelings of probable failure, um, you know, if you're given a job you know you're not capable of, um, or if you're take a job you know you're not capable of that that feeling that I'm faking it through life is a is a pretty uh, damaging way to live uh, you know and I, I, I'm i that person uh, I, I was uh, I'm tall and I was tall very young and even through high school uh, my senior year of high school I was president of the world you know I was uh, president of the student council i was president of the, we were consolidating with other high schools i was the president of the student council of that i was president of the, of the youth group at my church i was the president of the of the uh, uh boy scout the, the the uh explorer post i was uh, uh if i was in it i was running it and uh i and i wasn't organized i wasn't uh Disciplined about it and I didn't have the heart of a servant, you know, that's the other problem uh, That I'm thinking about me and how I and how it looks in the community not about how I can serve those around me and uh, You know part of my recovery today is to, uh, is to Have learned to say no, you know, will you run this no? Uh, will you be in inter- no? Uh, you know, I, I uh, you give me something where I can serve. And, and when I can remember that, I'm a lot happier. Uh, it, there's not a void to fill. Uh, there is a, a, a job to get done and service to give, and, and I can uh, set back and I, I don't have to be in charge of the world. I, I was in my mid-30s before I realized that I'd never get but to be I, president. Craig. Thank you. I'd never get to be president of the United States. <laughs> and as insane as that sounds, that's this insanity. And uh, so uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Craig F. Now, Loretta H., and she's going to be followed by Rocky E.
6: Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Penny, and everybody who has shared that saving my life today. This is Loretta H., and I do hear background noise. Uh, okay, sorry about that. Loretta H., compulsive vote reader, anorexic, grace with God's absence for today and recovered for today. Uh, I'm still hearing that background noise. I'm hoping it's not me. Um, anyway, Bill's story, uh, because of reading it so many times, I decided to count the number of eyes in it, and there are 29
8: Loretta,
0: Loretta. please press star one. Loretta, we can't hear you. Just give her a few more seconds. Okay, so
6: back back to me. I'm sorry. I thought I was unmuted. So anyway, uh, I took my first job because actually I could manage my life with it. It was a service job. It had a weight restriction and it also had a lot of discipline with it because we had not only weight check but we had appearance checks so that perfectionism was like i had to be that and they say you know the um biggest abuse of um the biggest abuse of spirituality is perfection and that is what i basically went through my life with in until i came into the program in 2001 and only with god's grace and finding out that i am not in control i can't manage my life and i can't do anything without god's will and direction today and um it's I'm so grateful because um, step one, the honesty of it, that I'm finally honest enough to realize that my life is unmanageable and that I'm so powerless, especially over the food. And that realization has given me the ability today to be free. Uh, I've been out of the food for 21 years, or I'm sorry, 19 years, and I have um, had a A life beyond my wildest dreams since I turned my life and my will over to the care of God. And like Bill, uh, today, I don't need to be a leader or anything, and I don't need to manage my life. And I also, he used that word, I don't know if I say, well, in his chapter, he uses the word I 29 times, and I is the illness, And we is the wellness. And so today, I am a we. And it's because of you and my higher power. So thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Loretta H. And now, Rocky E. Good morning, Rocky.
13: Good morning, Penny. Good to hear your voice. Good morning, family. Um, I'm Rocky E. from the East Coast and West Coast. Um, And happy to be on the line today. Um, Thank you everyone for your shares. So powerful and good stuff to hear for today. And for me today, reading this paragraph, I've spent my life identifying who I am based on my achievements, based on what others thought, based on how I was presented to the world. And, um, you know, there was so much fear to find out who I really am and find out um, if I am someone to be uh, loved and, and just be okay with. And, um, you know, I spend most of my life upping the ante just to try to fit in, and the fear of finding the truth just was the, the motivator or the unhealthy motivator to do even better. And to succeed, and to look right, and to sound right, and to achieve right, and exhausting, very, very exhausting, depleting, and physically harming. Um, but you'd never know that, you know, because in, in, you know, from outside in, I was the success in business. I, you know, did all the right things. I, I, I managed to a- achieve what I thought would create some serenity and peace. Which in truth was actually the demise, because the food was always at the forefront to get me through whatever it is that the fear that played out. Um, you know, whether it was at work, and and you know, I uh, I look back, the level of abuse, self-abuse with food and with overworking and with overachieving was, you know, it it, it was me doing it to myself. I can find all the people in my life that I can point fingers at and blame, um, you know, that got me nowhere. It just got me deeper in, into my addiction. And uh, coming into this program and working these 12 steps, you know, really put the, put the spotlight on myself. And, um, and the, gift, the gift of being every day listening to all of you and working this program one day at a time, and every day is a new day. And every day for me is a new opportunity to get to know, you know, who I am, be okay with that, turn it over to my higher power in the areas that are difficult and challenging, work my 12 steps, you know, call it out for what it is when it's unmanageable, um, you know, own my part in it, and hang on real tight to a higher power and how the whole lens of life has changed since, you know, there's... Not much really has changed in the world at large, but how my life has changed because of the lens of this program that allows me to experience it so differently, and for that, I'm very grateful for every person that shows up every day so that um, we can all recover and uh, and just be there and allow ourselves to allow myself to be a human being and not a human doing and be okay with that. And find peace and serenity, and not have to be in control and run the show. Um, And that my success, wherever it is, is a gift. It's a gift for today, and it does not at all represent who I am. And you know that's such a freeing state of being to be able to let go of all those supposed um, achievements and um, that I thought was my identity, and just stay true to being who I am and the purpose that I have. That's time, Rocky. Thank you so much, Penny. Thank you all. And have a abstinent day.
0: Thank you, Rocky E. And now I'm gonna we have time probably for two more people that would just take two and a half minutes. Matt so M. who who would like to do that? Matt? Did I hear Matt? Yes. Matt M and one more. B Z. Um say that D-D-E-E-Z. name again. B Z D D E E Z. D. I thought I heard that. Okay, B Z. And would everybody check and be sure that you're unmuted? Press star one and and if they say mute unmuted, I mean that you are muted, excuse me. Okay, thank you. Matt M, go ahead.
14: Thank you, Penny, for your service. Good morning everyone. This is Matt M Over Eater from New Jersey. Uh, you know, you know, I, I like Bill's story. Bill's story has a lot of different stuff you can learn from it. You know, um, Bill was very uh, try to be. He wanted to learn that he was important. You know, he wanted to prove to the world that he was he was important. And just like I do, I have an ego just like everybody else. And you know, I just want to be one. I just want to become one of Bozo and another Bozo on the bus. You know, you know, it takes a lot to recover. And you know, um, I finally want to get this. You know, it's not easy. You know, I have a am a liar by nature, and I want to prove to everyone that I'm important, you know, and I just want to get well, I just want to finally get this, you know, you know, it's hard for me to tell the truth because, you know, I I lie so easily, and I just want to um, get recovered finally in my life, you know, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and just like Bill, you know, it's never easy, you know, I've been a compulsive reader my whole life, and you don't just change overnight, you know, and I have a lot to prove to a lot of people, but one thing I have to prove to myself is that I really want this and do I really want to get well? And it's not easy. And I really do, I really do. And you know, I lost a close friend recently because of trying to prove to her so much that she was helping me with so many things that I realized, you know, I was giving her too much control over my life. And I realized that I need to stand on my own two feet with God's help. I can't do this on my own. This is a wee program. I need the fellowship. I need all of you, I need all of you. But I need to I need to stand on my own two feet and be independent and I can't do that if I'm relying so much on one person to help me do this and um, I do need you all I need to make outreach calls I need to st- I need to be I need to be an adult I need to act like one and I need to be able to do this you know and today's the, today's the one the day today to start doing that I have a sponsor I'm working through the steps um, working through the steps through the big book and um, we have today's my birthday to do it. you know today's the day I've been abstinent for you know for for a little while, and I am working it, and I'm not gonna let anybody else tell me otherwise. I know I'm doing the right thing, and um, I'm just trying to do it one day at a time and um I'm just grateful that um I'm trying to do it one day at a time with the help I need from all of you and my sponsor and with that I pass thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt M. And now BZ, you're going to be our last share for the day. Go ahead. This is D, and it's D E E Z. Is oh, I'm sorry, D. That's okay. okay, that's okay.
15: That's okay. Calling from Kentucky, and thank everybody for your shares and for being on this line. This is actually the first time I've ever shared, but I'm just so grateful. And when I read the passage, I thought about myself at 22. I think it's a combination. I think as a young child I did think I would be a leader and um I think leadership and education was such a value, but quite honestly I fell into my disease in my twenties and that just clouded everything. So like some folks on the line have talked about, you know, I was still trying to be a leader and trying to succeed, but I was in the throw of the disease. Sometimes I wonder. I didn't find um I didn't find these rooms until uh, many, many years later, I wonder what my life would have been like had I not been in the disease. But at the same time, I, I accept that this is God's path for me and has shown me what it means to rely and depend on him. So um, that was just all I needed to share. I thank you so much for, for being there. Thank you so much for this vision. Um, my sponsor told me about vision many a couple of years ago, and it's just been a gift. So with that, I pass and have a great day. Thank you.
0: Thank you, D. That's DZ who just shared. And we've come to the end of our meeting this morning. Thank you, everybody who shared and all the people who have helped to um, keep this meeting um, on Fridays uh, going um, through the month of of August. And so I'm going to ask... Oh, first let me tell you the the share ID or the the reference for today is 15,236, 15236. And now I'm going to ask Irene B. to read from page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Irene?
4: Thank you so much, Penny. Irene B. from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.